Ladies and gentlemen, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. As I preach in your hearing by the grace of God, the discipline that Jesus Christ expects of his disciples. They are not called disciples for nothing. The discipline that Jesus Christ expects of his disciples Part one, <clears throat> the Just Jesus Evangelistic Campaign, day 1956, since January the 20th, 2017, day 2341, since January the 1st, 2016. Please turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13, uh, verses 51 and 52. Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yea, Lord. Then said he unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, and we pause and pray and thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy, for you died for our full freedom, freedom from the power and the pain of sin, and freedom from the punishment of sin in hell. So Lord, help us to remember you first of all. And then Lord, we thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. I do believe that people who live by faith and if they stay clean in your sight the memories are more exciting and more vivid. The precious memories that only you can give that you flood our minds with
and no doubt Lord you uh, probably I don't know uh, flood our minds with precious memories to uh, because it happens oftentimes while I'm praying and uh, and maybe you are sending those precious memories and scenes of how you answered thousands of our prayers before and so you're sending them as encouragements to keep on praying I, I, I would uh, imagine that's the case a part of it at least and I thank you for the precious memories and Holy Father God we thank you for teaching us to remember you Every first Sunday around here we have Memorial Day for you, for what you have done for us. You gave up your life for us. And at the same time, Lord, we thank you for our friends who have died for us so that we can have the kind of freedom that we do have in America. And uh, as long as we do right. Uh, but we have done wrong in your sight, and so our freedoms are limited now, and will become more so uh, as you put the vice grip of chastisement and rebuke and judgment upon us. Now, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as I have prayed all day, as I have prayed for over the past 34 years, I pray for the genuine salvation of my wife, Marika White, and others in our family. Uh, for Lord, uh, we know that people who claim to be saved ought not to act like the devil. And so, Holy Father God, save not only religious but lost souls in my family, but in the church, because obviously we have many people who are religious, church-going, even pastors and pastors' wives, but lost and on their way to a devil's hell. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for changing the way I pray. Uh, thank you for changing the way I refer to people. Uh, for Lord, you give an evangelist a big old heart of faith that anybody who says that they believed in you, we want to believe it, but you have taught me, you've had to teach me, that everybody who's singing about heaven ain't going, everybody who says they're saved is not saved. Uh, that is in my family, unfortunately, in our ministry in church, and in churches around the world, obviously, based upon recent sad and tragic developments. And so, Holy Father God, open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears, and save those who are lost, even though they're religious and church-going. Save those who are irreligious as well. I found out today that Singapore has one of the largest uh, uh, percentages of people, percentage of people, uh, uh, who are irreligious classify themselves as atheists and agnostics. 
and Holy Father God in the other countries like that as well, open their blinded eyes and uh, unstop their deaf ears and uh, Lord uh, save their souls and help them to hear the gospel and to be saved. We individually as Christians confess our sins, our failures, and our faults, Lord, before you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts. By your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And, uh, Lord, we pray that you would crush and crucify our flesh for those of us who are truly saved, the old man within us, and fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness, the power, the unction, and the anointing, the fruit, and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here tonight on Memorial Day. And we thank you, Lord, for reminding us this is not Veterans Day. This is Memorial Day. Uh, your uh, servants who gave up their lives for the freedom of others. This is not even, uh, Lord, I thank you that I'm a veteran, uh, but this is not even... Uh, for those veterans who have been injured. This day is for those who have died. We have our day in November, Veterans Day. Thank you, Lord, for making that uh, clear to me and to others. And so, Holy Father God, we celebrate their lives, and we thank you for their lives, and we commemorate their lives, and we remember them for what they did for us to be able to stand right now on free soil. We pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife's uh, heart, mind, soul, spirit, and life. Marika White, who is here helping in the ministry. Uh, and uh, everybody in our family who has that problem and who has allowed the devil to put that demonic spirit of Judas in them to try to hinder your ministry and your work. And Lord, you have made it clear that uh, a man's greatest foes will be they of their own household. And if we were the devil, that's how we would attack people who are serving the Lord as well. And you also said that a man is not without honor, save in his own household, his own family, among his own kinfolk. And that is so true and has proven to be true uh, in these days. And so thank you for your holy word. Thank you for the uh, warning that you gave so many years ago. Some people can't handle that. Most pastors cannot handle that. They're not, they're not wired that way. I thank you for wiring me this way. I can handle it very well by your grace. It does not phase me, nor does it hinder me from preaching your gospel and preaching your holy word. In fact, I'm mortified about doing so by any means necessary. Whereas my pastor brethren want to uh, 
they want to love and they want to be loved and I understand that they're wired differently but they have to toughen up and do the work of an evangelist and I pray that they would and Lord we pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world the flesh and the devil in this service not only during this service but after this service and we pray that you bless the barbecue after glow we've already had some uh, barbecue yesterday and and also uh, Lord today and we, and we thank you for the food that you have provided for us and we pray that you'll bless the barbecue after the service as well as we uh, remember Memorial Day and it's really not a holiday for us it's, it's a holiday for them who have allowed us to be free and help us to keep that in mind and we pray that you would rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from uh, our family and from all other families that name the name of Christ, place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God tonight. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and the wall of your holy fire. And, Lord, help us all who name the name of Christ to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful and prayerful at all times, no matter whether we have an afterglow or a party or uh, have a special commemoration. Lord, help us to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you. Keep us, Lord, therefore, in perfect peace. Thank you for all that you've done over this past week, and thank you, Lord, for all of the great services each night over this past week as we march on into uh, a demonically driven month of June where the world, America and the world celebrates uh, the abomination of homosexuality which has ruined this, has ruined the church and ruined the world. Lord, I pray that Russell Moore would, he's the point man, that he would shut down Andy Stanley, shut down his cohorts, J.D. Greer, and uh, uh, Ed Stetzer, two men I respect and love, but they have uh, supported and propped up Andy Stanley. I pray that every godly pastor will put a stop to this foolishness because they don't understand, they don't realize that you exposed all of the other ugly demonic mess because they persisted with this new mess. They don't understand that. Help them to understand it because if they don't get this right and they don't stop, they don't stop this homosexual train going into the church, uh, uh, you will shut down the whole Southern Baptist Convention and evangelical movement uh, completely and, uh, and expose even more because they don't understand your mercy, they don't understand your grace and your love, that you did not want to do that. You, you're not uh, in cahoots with it, but Nobody can cover uh, sins and, uh, 
nobody can uh, give people space to repent and get it right like you. And so uh, uh, all of this could have been avoided if the people had not persistent in gross uh, abominable sins such as homosexuality and bringing that in the church and all of this could have been avoided if the individuals had confessed their sins and repented and gone on after they'd been caught and all of that and if people had repented you would have given them space to repent but these people have not repented Russell Moore knows they have not repented and the so-called uh, homosexual inclusion train needs to be stopped right now. And I pray that Russell Moore will stop it. By your grace, Dr. Tony Evans has done his part. I've done my part. A few others have done their part. And there's nothing else we can do. And I pray that uh, Dr. Land has done his part, Dr. Richard Land, and, and others. Uh, but this is the reason why things are getting worse in uh, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, and among other Christian groups because they are buying into the demonic doctrine of inclusion of homosexuals as members in the church which brought down uh, Mr. Houston and uh, the Hillsong Church down to nothing. We don't hear anything about them anymore. The top singer has left the group. Churches have left the group. Pastors have left the group because of allowing homosexuality in the church, homosexual members in the church. And so, Lord, open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears so that they can keep what is remaining and not see that go away. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would lift up your holy name and Lord, uh, uh, help us to do the same. Help, to, help us to glorify your holy name and lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Just to touch on Memorial Day, Dr. David Jeremiah said something magnificent. Uh, a ready scribe he is. He said in uh, an article on Memorial Day that Christians should understand the sacrifice for freedom better than others. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah said, freedom isn't free. Uh, 
which is a popular uh, adage, especially around Memorial Day. It's a popular saying. Then he said, when we look at the price paid by soldiers who come home wounded or who don't come home at all, that is alive, we realize the cost of deliverance from tyranny and oppression. Christians can understand better than anyone that someone pays the price for freedom. We, un- we should understand that. Jesus Christ paid the price for our freedom. The cornerstone of the Christian faith is that Jesus is the Savior who paid the ultimate price. the ultimate sacrifice to bring people into union with God Almighty, God the Father. It is Jesus' sacrifice that enables mankind to be free from sin and death and praise the Lord, eternity in hell. We are the recipients of the death of Christ's love. Are we not? This is why the whole world has to the whole world does not bow down but the whole world has to at least tip their hat to Jesus on Christmas and on Easter. The whole world. Everybody. Oh, I love it. I just love it. The whole world has to, the whole world is going to bow to Jesus, the King of Kings. But, but even, even now, 2,000 years later, and people don't even try to fight it anymore. They just, they just go ahead and tip the hat to him. Excuse me. People who are irreligious, people who are Jewish, people who are Muslim, they, they, I mean, they, they may kill me for saying this, but the Muslims, we, they know we don't honor Muhammad. They know, they know that. We, we don't even recognize Allah. Uh, you know, we don't, uh, but they recognize Jesus, and they honor Jesus. They give it to him, not like we do, but they recognize Jesus now, not as they should. Now, now the Buddhists, I found out today that uh, most of the people in Singapore are Buddhists. Now, they know we don't recognize Buddhists, 
I mean Buddha, rather, as Christians, we we don't pay. I mean, we just don't pay him any attention at all. We don't honor Buddha. We don't even know what his birthday is, or holiday is, as Christians. We just don't. It's not in our hearts to do that. It's it would be blasphemy to do that. But they recognize Jesus. And, 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 and they honor, I mean, they show some respect. They tip the hat. They do something for Jesus. Because they know there's something about that name. Don't don't make me don't make me break out in, in prayer now. I mean in singing. You really be gone then. And yet even Christians can become complacent and have become complacent. Have we not? And lose perspective. We can become so accustomed to our peaceful way of life that we take it for granted in our little cul-de-sacs. And, and, and he's right about that. And this is what has happened. We, oh, we, uh, the sweet evangelical Christians are comfortable with their green tea, their coffee, uh, with the coffee, with the coffee cup that has Jesus on it, uh, and their little Bible studies in their cul-de-sacs. And they're complaining and whining about their great lives. We take it for granted. We can become lulled into feeling like the lifestyle we are blessed with is the way it's always been. And that's not the case. And without Jesus, it wouldn't be that way now. You can believe that. See, the American way that you have fallen in love with used to be the Christian way. Where everybody went to church on Sunday morning, dressed up, including the pastor. And the pastor would rather be caught dead. Uh, or rather, wouldn't be caught, want to be caught, caught dead with jeans on with holes in the knees. What, what is that about? Can you tell me? What what is what kind of style is that? The is that the holy style, huh? Pastors in the pulpit with torn up jeans and the your knee and half your thighs out. That's not a style. That's stupidity. That's what that's, that mean, that's what poverty stricken people used to wear. Coming out of the fields, and now you going back to that when you can have your pants all. No jacket, not even a shirt, proper shirt, a t-shirt. And people acted like uh, they had sense. We have forsaken God's way, the Christian way, and I'm adding on. The Judeo-Christian way. And we fell in love, and we eased on to, into the American way, uh, which was built on that. And the, the American way, quite frankly, is anti-God and anti-Christ.
But back to Dr. David Jeremiah. What a name to, to name your child. I mean, I guess his father knew he was going to be a preacher. We often do this with our Christian walk. Overall. At times we forget that we aren't entitled to anything but hell. Amen. Amen lights. We're not entitled to anything. We don't deserve anything but hell. Dr. Grant, amen. Amen lights. God's love is unconditional. And his grace is sufficient to cover every error, every sin we make. But I, I'm here to tell you now, if you think God is a pushover and you're going to get away with uh, uh, abusing his love and his grace, I have news for you. I'm adding this. I have news for you. That's not happening. Oh, it may take a while. But he's going to get you for that. He, he's not going to let you travel over the blood of his son either. No, it's not. Mm, mm. No, sir. No, ma'am. That's not happening. Mm -mm. No, I don't know what you're thinking. And he's proving that right now because he's stepping. I told you over two years ago when the plague first hit. The same day almost. That I was going to pray that God would be thorough with us. And that's exactly what God has been doing. He's being. Uh, that's, what, that's exactly uh, what he has done. He has been very thorough with us. Over the past two years. Going on three years now. And if you are a child of God. Get yourself together. If you're not a child of God. And you know you're not a child of God. Get saved today. And start acting like it. But he didn't owe it to us. And we haven't earned it. God. Chose to send his son. To make a sacrifice of himself. In order to give us life. And give it more. Abundantly. Jesus tells us plainly in John 15:13 greater love has no man than this to lay down one's life for one's friends there are those living among us today who are laying down their lives for us on an ongoing basis but first and foremost, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us to set us free. And if you're not free from the bondage of sin and from the punishment of sin, which will be eternal hell, you need to trust Jesus Christ who will save your soul, believe in him, so that he can save your soul and uh, set you free. And once you get free through Jesus, my friend, you're free indeed. So if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I have a whole sermon to preach, but I, I, that's a great point uh, and a, a great junction to move on 
and to lead you to Christ before it is eternally too late. Family, friends, and foes, religious church members, irreligious people, Buddhists, Muslims, Jews, red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in God's sight. Here's the simple plan of salvation if you want to be saved tonight. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You have sinned and I have sinned. The Pope has sinned. The Dalai Lama has sinned. Even Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America, has sinned. Billy Graham was a sinner. The Baptist Pope, before he died, and he, he, he admitted it. We're all sinners. Why? Because we all have broken God's Ten Commandments through our sinful nature. Don't you know that you don't have to teach a child to sin? You don't have to teach a child to do evil. They come out the womb lying, the Bible says. How about your two little toddlers on the floor? They're playing together happily, and then one says, Mine! That's mine! Ah, mommy! She said it wasn't mine. They come out the room lying, selfish. We have to teach our children to be good, but they come out of the room evil. Why? Because of our sinful nature. We have a sin factory on the inside of us. The reason why God wants you to believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, is to stop that, to shut down that sin factory. Because it keeps on going and keeps on going and it begins to make up sins. That's why you see all of the foolishness and evil and stupidity going on in the world today. <clears throat> There's a man who's so mixed up, he thinks he is a dog, he wants to be a dog, and he has bought a dog suit. Looks just looks just as realistic as it can be, and gets in the dog suit, and and, and it's a collie suit, and looks just like uh, an overgrown lassie. The devil is alive. See, sin keeps on going. Sin can take you further than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and make you pay more than you wanted to pay. Sin is a bad boy. That's why Jesus Christ died for our sins. Because it is so destructive. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 Secondly, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin. 
We don't die because of cancer. We don't die because of uh, a car crash. By the way, a young man with all of his life in front of him. He had a little trouble and one team cut him, but another team picked him up because the uh, courts cleared him of the charge. I guess he was celebrating, he was with a lady friend and they were driving down the road in Dallas and hit something or somebody hit them or something, but anyway the facts are still coming out. He's dead and the girlfriend is dead. Twenty-five years old. It doesn't matter how he died, what matters is he died and he died because of sin. The woman died because of sin too, and you're going to die because of your sin. And we're not talking about the sin at the point of death. We're talking about accumulated sin over your lifetime. We die because of sin. Our bodies go to a grave. And we will spend eternity in hell if we don't get saved. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die, it is built in his system that if you sin against him and you don't repent and trust Christ as Savior, you will die and go to hell. So if God allows you to die because of sin, you need to understand that he will allow you to go to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, as your Savior. That leads me to my third point. Accept the fact that you are a sinner. Or rather, accept the fact that not only are you a sinner, but that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9:43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is, in other words, whatever is causing you to sin against God, cut it off. It is better for thee, for you, to enter halt into life, that is, limping into eternal life, go to heaven by believing in Jesus Christ, than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, plug it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. And here are some people who are going to hell, to the lake of fire. You may see yourself in the number. Right from the word of God in Revelation 21.8. But the fearful. 
people too afraid to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ because they are concerned about being counseled, concerned about peer pressure, concerned about the pressure of evil family members. I've seen good family members turn evil by being around evil family members and unbelieving. Uh, as I pointed out to you earlier, the uh, in the country of Singapore, there are many people who are unbelievers, irreligious. They don't believe in Buddha, and they don't believe in Jesus Christ, and they don't believe in any organized religion. They call themselves atheists and agnostics until a tornado comes, or a hurricane, hurricane comes, or Eurocladon comes, and you find them calling, Oh God, help us, as well. Isn't that interesting? And the abominable, these are people who go beyond the pale in sin. They're not satisfied, excuse me, they're not satisfied with what we might call normal sin. All sin is abnormal and evil. But these people go beyond the pale. Uh, 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 here's a man who's not satisfied with his wife and all that his wife can do for him sexually. He's interested now in a man. Or he's interested now in looking at little children online. He's perverted in his head and in his mind. He touches his sisters. Like uh, Mr. Duger. <clears throat> they, they, they're, not, they're not satisfied with what God has provided, they go beyond the pale and cross the line to the point that not only is it an abomination in God's sight, even human beings who are fellow sinners, they can't stand them either and don't want them around. The abominable men who are homosexuals, and there are some countries who ban men uh, committing sodomy, but for some reason they don't ban women from being lesbians. I don't understand all of that. But I do believe, excuse me, I do believe that uh, that is more, uh, uh, let me just say it this way, I understand how they can get there, but both are wrong. Uh, uh, both are evil. Homosexuality, lesbianism, is an abomination in God's sight. Men raping and molesting children, pastors and bishops and priests, raping little children at the altar, molesting children, the abominable, people in the family, the mother and the son committing incest, 
This is abominable in God's sight. The father and the daughter committing incest. This is an abomination in God's sight. A brother and a sister kissing on one another and uh, committing incest. It is an abomination in God's sight. It is in God's word that it is wrong. And it, and it is in your own conscience that it is wrong. The normal mentality for a brother is that his sisters don't even look good to them. That's for any family member. There's no attraction there whatsoever. In fact, you might have a, 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 some uh, uh, hatred in your heart towards them. But you shouldn't. That's normally the case where there's, there's no possibility that you feel that way or you think that way. Now we got uh, the abomin uh, abominations of men and women trying to do something sexual with animals. which is all over the world, sad to say now. These are, according to God's word, abominations in God's sight. So these are abominable people who do these things. The abominable are going to hell in the lake of fire and murderers, people who kill other people, that is self-explanatory. Whoremongers, the heterosexual sinners, whoremongers and whores. Normally a man is a whoremonger, women are referred to as whores in the Bible and outside of the Bible. Anybody who has sex with somebody they are not married to is considered a whoremonger or a whore. Excuse me. That includes most of us who have practiced whoremongering on the male side and being a whore on the female side, sad to say, is common in the church today. <clears throat> and yet these people get mad with you if you call them that, but that's what they are. God calls you that. Heterosexual, fornicators and adulterers. Right there with the homosexuals, the abominable people. Sorcerers, people who practice witchcraft and voodoo. Looking in crystal balls, looking at your palms and telling you lies. And some of you people need to stop calling the California psychics. You're doing the same thing that Saul did that destroyed him. Trying to seek help spiritually from the devil. Idolaters, people who worship anything or anybody. There's some men who uh, write little notes to their 
girlfriends and their wives and talking about I worship the ground you walk on. There's some women who do the same. And, 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 and these people are strung out over a human being. They worship them. They worship the creature more than the creator. Don't you know God is the one who made her beautiful? For you women, God is the one who made him manly and handsome to you. God is the one. Worship him. Some of you people worship your children. God did not give you your children to worship, and he didn't give you your, your children to neglect either. Both are bad. All liars, all liars, all liars. If God didn't get you on the other ones, he got you on this one, you liar. Some of you lie so much you believe the lies yourself. All liars shall have their part. All of the people mentioned before shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now hell and the lake of fire is bad news, my dear friend, but here is the good news. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart tonight in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God for you, so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today, and he will. Whether you're religious or irreligious. And the religious are the hardest ones to get saved, so don't let the religious folks and the church folk get in your way. You let that happen and you call them hypocrites, they're closer to God than you are. Don't let that happen. Go past them and get saved. Don't follow them, follow Christ. And I guarantee you, you will have a whole lot of folk fail you in your life, family members included. But Jesus will never fail you. Jesus can do anything but fail. I've been following him for over 42 years. And uh, I have never experienced any failure in Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou, you, shalt be saved, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven, to be with God. So on this day, yes, let's remember and honor human beings who died for the cause of freedom for those of us who live in this country. But most importantly, let us remember Jesus Christ who died for the sins and, the, uh, and for the freedom of everybody born into the world. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, having never committed any sins himself. In word, thought, or deed, 
He suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins to pay our sin debt. He was buried and rose on the third day. And all you have to do is believe in him. So do that now and uh, follow me in prayer. The sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I admit that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight, repeatedly and many times. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults that I have done in your sight. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to truly repent of my sins and to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow, in your newfound faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and uh, let us know so that we can give you some free material to help you to grow uh, in the faith and be the disciple that Jesus Christ wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. 
Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live, we'll see you tomorrow. Make sure as a child of God you pray without ceasing and read the Holy Word of God. God bless you, dear friends. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Father God, for allowing us to see another Memorial Day. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the men and women who have sacrificed their lives so that this land could be free. But most importantly, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. For this nation is truly built upon your sacrifice and what you did for those of us who have believed in you. You're the one who made this country great, and we're the ones who uh, are tearing it down now because of our sins, even in the church and outside of the church. Lord, I humbly pray that you would help us to humble ourselves, to pray, to seek your face, to turn from our wicked ways and to repent. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake, amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. I don't know why Jesus loved me.